Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Jan. That's Chris. Welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we are heading to Pop 101 class and learning about the super K-pop group, Shiny. Shan, do you like Shiny? Do I? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I definitely like them. I got into them around when they debuted or like at least around the time Love Like Oxygen came out. Um, I found them because I was really into Reno Nakasone and her dance crew Beat Freaks. Um, And um, around the time I was into Boa and Big Bang already. So the variables naturally led me into Shiny. Um, my hugest regret is like never being able to see all of them live. Mm. Um, uh, Junghyun and Ki were definitely my bias, the biases and bias wrecker. Um, but artistically, I do definitely enjoy Taemin's uh, solo work. Mm. So yeah, what about you? Um, I credit Shiny for being like my catalyst into the K-pop world. Aww. Um, because I didn't really know much about it before them um Mm. a friend showed me ring ding dong because she thought it was like ridiculous which i agreed with and i but i was also like well i wonder what their other songs are like too right right and then it just started a big spiral and i was like okay these other songs are actually really good yeah Um, and then i heard lucifer and then it was done i was obsessed Mm -hmm. um there i just think they're one of the most talented boy groups ever i agree um and it's a very high quality back catalog Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been lucky to see them a few times. I did go to SM Town in New York in 2011. Uh, also at like a K-pop concert in Macau with SNSD and Kiss and BAP. Just lucky. kind of a random lineup. But yeah. yeah, I'm so excited to be talking about them today. <laughs> Me too. Finally, finally, we've been talking about doing this for a really long time. Even before like the show came to be, we were like, shiny, shiny, shiny. Yes. So uh, we have created a playlist for you all to follow along on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music if you want to listen to the full tracks or watch the music videos. So the links are below. That's right. So shiny is back and now class is in session. In May 2008, a five-piece boy band named Shiny made their debut. Their company, SM Entertainment, introduced the group name as having two elements. Shine, meaning light, and E as a suffix referring to the one who receives light, much like an employee or an attendee. Mm. They were the ones to receive the light. With a name like that, it is no wonder that this group was as brilliant as they were, are, and ever will be. The group consists of Flaming Charisma, Minho, Tofu Onu, Almighty Key, Powerful Taemin, and Bling Bling, Jonghyun. <laughs> good intro, good intro. All right, so yeah. their very first single was a contemporary sophisticated R&B track called Replay. This song was from their first mini album full of five songs, including a replay remix. Uh, With this introduction into Shiny, there was a fashion trend, the Shiny trend. um, And it became synonymous with high top sneakers, skinny jeans, and fashionable clothing. It was created by designer Ha Sangbing. I probably said the name wrong, my bad. But (laughs) this debut actually hit the top 10, which is amazing. I mean, 
people now talk about, oh, monster rookies, blah, blah, blah. This person uh, is just really talented for a rookie, right? But this group, Shine, when they debuted, it was like they're singing live, they're dancing well, and they look good. Uh, what are your thoughts about this song? This is such a good song. What an awesome yeah. debut track. Um, right. <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting because they were so young at the time. Like, Taman was only 15. Right. Um, but there's a coolness to the track, and it's actually aged relatively well. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. And it's cool. It fits their age, but then, and it has, like, the cute, cheesy lyrics that appeal to, you know, the older <laughs> yes. women, I guess, and also, <laughs> the you know, the teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the choreography by Reno. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I think it's still one of my favorite K-pop dance routines. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I what agree. do you think of the track? Um, I I remember see- seeing it and I was like, okay, who's the one with the headphones around his neck? You know, Jonghyun. I was like, oh, he's so cute. So um, I really liked it. Um, this song is one of those things that if you don't know the intro by now, the dun, 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 it was just, it was something that when I first saw, I thought was really impressive because like I said, I was into Big Bang at the time and Big Bang did not dance like this, right? And um, of course, Reno with the choreography, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And and Taman danced just like her because they're kind of both like very slender. Mm. Um, and I also remember at the time there was this show that SM forced, <clears throat> that SM <laughs> <laughs> asked the voice to be on it's called uh shiny yun hanam and basically they were required to go on dates with nunas and i remember the first two episodes That's terrible they're all like underage too weren't they all like 17 yes <laughs> and i think Taman went on a date with like a 30 year old who was a dancer like the first two episodes was about him going to a dance rehearsal with her and she's a really huge fan of him and she gave him her <laughs> her glove she's like i used this glove i hate this um, Me too. All right. So awkward. <laughs> so awkward. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, one interesting note with this song is because Taman was only 15, mm-hmm. he actually doesn't have any solo lines in the Korean version of the track because um, his voice was still changing. And <laughs> um, but later on, when they did the Japanese version, they actually did give him some lines. So yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> also, I remember uh, along with Taman being so young, I think he was like not getting bullied, but you know, you're a young kid, you're famous, and I remember the shiny guys, other members like walking him to school at one point and uh I remember before I really really got into the group there was this video floating around of Jonghyun singing Incomplete by Cisco and at the time the video was like Asian boy sings Incomplete uh-huh. by Cisco and I was like oh my god this Asian guy can really sing so yeah this <laughs> Around this time, they were definitely picking up some traction for sure. And even though this song is as iconic as it is now, um, they actually didn't win number one. It didn't happen Hmm. until Love Like Oxygen. So Love Like Oxygen is actually a cover of Show the World by Martin Hoberg Hedegaard from Europe somewhere. Um, Obviously. <laughs> and is also the main single from their first album, The Shiny World, yes. um, which also featured the song The Shiny World with their horrific roll call. Yeah, so this song, like you said, gave them their first music show win on M Countdown. And it's known for its MJ feels mm-hmm. and its 
awesome chair choreography, which I think was done again by Reno. Um, yes, no, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh gosh, this is such a fun song. This this song and this album was um actually pretty good. I like the R and B cuts, the deep cuts on that album. It's really nice. Um, mm. but one of the most iconic uh ballads, like covered, was Junghyun's cover of uh "E Si Fuera Ella," um, where they end up calling it "Heya," and the ba- the ballad lives on in shallow hearts now. And uh. The best thing about this song, um, Love Like Oxygen, is that <laughs> Onu used to make fun of Junghyun singing it, the intro part. Yeah. It's hysterical. And he's like, oh, my heart is broken. Like, I was really trying to, like, in- embrace the whole M- MJ spirit, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any songs that you really like on this album? Yeah, I agree. It's kind of funny listening to it back because it is pretty full of these like R&B slow jams, yeah. which is interesting for like these mm-hmm. like 17 year old kids um, to do. Right. But I especially right. love, there's a song called Romantic. Mm-hmm. And also there's an unplugged remix of the song In My Room, which was from the Replay EP. Right. Um, just a beautiful melody, um, really mm-hmm. great harmonies in there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just kind of crazy, like how great they are vocally. Yes. Um, oh like Junghyun, Onu, and Ki, especially near the beginning. More solid. Yeah. For kids. So, so consistent. For sure. Yes. Not even trying yeah. to be funny, but like a lot of people say, oh my God, this idol can sing really well. I mean, before like the whole idea of making an army full of kids, this was a group that had... <laughs> I said, what I'm saying. This, this was a group that had only five people with distinct voices, not mm. like they weren't created with the idea of, oh, this person's replaceable or, oh, if this person can't sing, we have somebody else like in the group that could do it. It was like, no, you sing like this, you sing like that, you sing like that, you know? And um, you had Minho doing his rap and he, of course, he was attractive. And then Taemin, who ended up getting even better, but he was a powerful dancer. So they all played a role um, that just made them stand out in their own way without being like, oh, this one's the obvious star. Mm-hmm. I do also have to give Minho props mm-hmm. because he is the rapper and the visual I guess and but but and like his voice isn't amazing but he's actually very consistent live as well and so there's really no dud here not at all like they really are very talented which I appreciate I agree and um you know with their music there are going to be speaking of some duds and um unfortunately one of us has an interesting opinion about the next single that they decided to release, Amigo. So Amigo is short for 아름다운 민요를 철하면 고생한다. So my Korean is not great, but uh, the translation is loosely based on uh, the heart aches and you fall in love with a beauty. This song was released on the repackaged version of Shiny World. And Mm -hmm. I remember when I first heard this song and I thought, oh my God, the cold heart, baby. Cold ice, baby. I was like, oh my God, Key. And that's when Key snatched (laughs) me from Johnny. And I was like, oh my God. And there's a part, he's like, so this sexy. I was like, oh my God, his finger. Like, I don't know what the finger's doing for the sexy. I was, listen, I was a young teen and like going straight into high school or at least, yeah, not even. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even in high school yet. I thought it was like the hottest thing ever. And the army go. 
Okay. You know. Interesting. Okay. So for me, because I, this is one of the, because I had to go back, right? Because yeah. I had, did, weren't, I wasn't into them at, when this came out. Right. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't love this song. Mm. I feel like um, it's probably my least favorite shiny Korean single. Mm. Um, I, I just find the chorus kind of a little annoying. Yeah, it's a little lazy. Um, yeah. They they do do, or they have done like a rock version mm-hmm. on tour before, um, which I prefer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other th- I don't need this one. <laughs> 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 but luckily in May, 2009, they released yeah. one, uh, for me, a highlight of their discography, mm-hmm. Juliet from the Romeo mini album. So Juliet is actually a remake of Deal With It by Jay Sean and Corbin Bleu. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but Minho and Jonghyun actually helped pen Korean lyrics for this, which is awesome that they are now starting to songwrite as mm-hmm. young teenagers. Um, and I love this song. It's, it's super catchy. It's super happy. Mm-hmm. And I think watching their performances and stuff, you can really see that their confidence is coming in now. Mm-hmm. And they know they're good. Right. Um, and again, Reno, yo, this choreography, I get, oh, it's yeah. so good. Oh, yes, man. Yeah. She is just amazing. I've been lucky enough to take a class from her before mm. when she came to L.A., when I was living there and yeah. it was everything I wanted. She did like a Michael Jackson song and it was just like perfect. So. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, when I first heard this song, um, just a quick question for you. Had you heard deal with it be- prior to this no. song? Ah, okay. I did because, you know, I think I was growing up with the whole, like the high school musical thing. So I was like, Oh my God, Corbin blue, the curly hair. I'm like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. you know? So um, I think this is from like a movie jump in but I had heard it so when I heard this song I was a little like what's this and as you all will come to find out I have a beef with SM doing this thing where they'll buy the rights to a song because they did it with FX you know for a couple of their songs just to re-record it and I again a small beef just a small beef um (laughs) but yeah I I ended up growing uh letting the song grow on me rather excuse me mm-hmm. and um I remember seeing Crystal in the video and I thought it was so nice because FX is like a sister group and Victoria was in replay so I liked it and during this time Onu actually chipped his t- his tooth um <laughs> and this is how I was introduced to the Onu condition because apparently he is quite clumsy um so this is one thing that kind of really stood out to me about this era and um <laughs> Junghyun's hair he looked like um, I don't know a fighter from a like 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 street fighter or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a lot of interesting things, and also their colorful pants made a comeback. So that was also really fun to see. Yeah, this is when the styling gets kind of weird and crazy. <laughs> yeah, the shirts and the which I appreciate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's memorable for sure. A couple months after this song, they introduced a very interesting track called "Ring Ding Dong." <laughs> Being the first single from 2009, Year of Us, Ring Ding Dong is an Afro-electric song. um, And it's completed with a beat of like an African Congo drum and like an electro synthesizer. So just right off the bat, the song is just very different, Mm -hmm. (laughs) unique. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Yes, very unique. Right off the bat. Um, So the song was described to be uh, almost 
the, I guess, anthem for that ring ding dong, the bells that you hear, you know, the bells of love you hear when you see the one. Uh, due to its insanely catchy chorus, it remains one of Shiny's signature songs and it helped them become even more popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's really interesting because uh, the song became a little too popular because it was banned in some high schools. <laughs> they were like, it's too catchy, it's distracting the kids. So- <laughs> What do, you, what do you think about this song? Oh, gosh. Well, I will never forget the first time I heard mm-hmm. this song. Um, right. So I was doing a radio show in at co- in college. Yeah. And my friend was like, oh, my God, you see this crazy music video. And he showed it to me. And I was like, uh... I'm confused. Like, it's weird styling. It's, like, annoying. <laughs> yes. And the auto-tune is insanely overused in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they were very talented. And I was, like I said before, I was just intrigued. So I did yeah. end up... So I, I credit this song for for really my interest in them, um, right. but yeah, now it's it's definitely not a favorite of mine. Um, I agree. No, I it agree. It's catchy. Uh, I think it does stand out in their discography, though. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't really fit in with anything. Like it. Yeah, like complimentary track. I can't really think. Oh, this would this kind of matches this song or something like that. There's nothing that really yeah. quite has that cola 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 cola. It almost like feels. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like it should have, or it was written with Super Junior in mind, maybe. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Totally. That whole like bone them. I'm not like making up words. Right. The sorry, sorry kind of thing. You are so right. Oh my, me being a little little elf over here. You're right now as I think <laughs> about it. Um, you know, this song was interesting to me as well uh, because of like the little earwormy parts, like the ring dang dong and the cola cola fantastic elastic. <laughs> Not in love with the, the the Shakespearean approach of making up words and trying to make it a thing. Um, not a favorite of mine either. Um, but you know, like you said, it was something that was a little bit different and it definitely caught my eye. I mean, they were dressing more edgier. They became darker cool, but they still had their little skinny jeans, you know? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I really appreciate that even though they were evolving, they still maintained certain little elements of, you know, uh, shiny. And uh, interestingly enough, around the same time, they had done Hello Baby, which was interesting because, you know, you have these teenage boys taking care of the baby. Honestly, I can't with some of these reality shows that they make them do. Like, what? You read my mind. You read my mind. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things where um, they were becoming hot at the time. So what's the what's the next best thing to do? Instead of putting them in a drama, let's put them in a, a real, reality slash variety show such mm. as this, such as the Nuna dating show, you know? So, <clears throat> so they also promoted the track JoJo to support the 2009 Year of Us EP. And this one was done by Kenzie, who is a frequent SM collaborator. Um, and yeah, it was cute. They did like, a, it was like a winter themed, they did a lot yeah. of like winter themed performances for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in July of 2010, mm-hmm. they released Lucifer. So Lucifer, it was co-written by BB Rexa and Ryan June. And this song is so good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it it completely took over K-pop with its iconic choreography, again by Reno and also with Shin Mm Jae-won. And dude, this song, it's still one of my favorite K-pop songs of all time. Agreed. Not even K-pop, favorite pop songs of all time. It's perfect. It's so cool. The chorus is so catchy. The dance mm-hmm. routine is 
just a great combination of super hard hitting and performance oriented. Um, I don't know any Korean, but I can basically sing mm-hmm. this entire song while doing the entire choreography. I'm dead. That good. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know many times funny? I have watched this. Yeah, this is true. Because when we went to karaoke, not only were you dancing Ring Ding Dong, we we, we talked a lot of crap about Ring Ding Dong, but oh, at karaoke, you know, that we dance were... routine is, is so fun. Oh, yeah. Yes. But I remember <laughs> Lucifer being one of the songs that you mentioned that you could just do like without a problem verbatim Mm -hmm. um and i don't blame you this song is literally one of those songs where i wish that more i guess future generation k-pop idols would cover this song because it it was one of those things that really um i guess when it when it hit the k-pop world it was just really amazing to see something so intricate to see Mm. something so good and have the talent to back it up every single vocal on this track is belting giving you notes and even minho was singing like everyone sounded good uh, key's hair is shaved completely just completely shaved on one side taemin is wearing weave for the first time and i know for a lot of people like what's the big deal but at the time this kid was seen as like whoa okay he's kind of hot right now what's yeah. with his hair like he was it was just really amazing and i remember watching the dance practice this was one of those videos in the cloud room mm-hmm. uh, for new k-popies that do not know the cloud room was sm's original dance studio you know and just seeing him wearing this striped shirt something about the shirt i guess because the quality of the video and the striped shirt the optical yep. illusion was just very hypnotizing so when you watch that video it's like wow and then Hyun started working out so everyone's everyone's looking really hot like for lack of mm-hmm. a better word everyone looked like really confident and um I mean, with this song, I remember as they performed it later on, Taemin actually started taking on some of Junghyun's notes and things like that. And that's when I started to realize like, wow, Taemin is actually getting better with his singing. Mm. So this song isn't just like, oh my God, it's iconic. It shows vocal growth, uh, dance growth, just better flows from Minho. Just everything was different. And um, I definitely appreciated the the hard work that they put into it. And then when Hello came out afterward, which was like a complete 180. (laughs) For the re-release, I thought it was cute. It was a nice little R&B mid-tempo situation. Um, It was cute. It was cute, but it was just like a complete just juxtaposition from (laughs) Lucifer. Yeah. It definitely feels kind of inspired by early Backstreet Boys. Like it kind of fits in with like, as long as you love me or like quit playing games, kind of that whole kind of cute vibe. I mean, I think it's, it's funny because I think um, when I was, because this is the time when I was just learning about Mm K-pop and and a lot of groups at the time would kind of do, they do the darker concept and then the next song would be the cute concept. And then they would just kind of keep going back and forth. So yeah, yeah, it's not my favorite song, um, but it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so after Lucifer and then Hello, there was a year and a half long hiatus mm-hmm. <laughs> due to them launching into Japan. Um, we're only covering the Korean discography today, but if you would like for us to talk about the Japanese singles and Japanese albums, we will definitely make a video if you'd like to leave a comment for that. Um, so right after that little stint in Japan that really wasn't a stint, um, they released the another iconic song Mm -hmm. Sherlock Clue and Note honestly 
when I heard it, obviously I didn't know that it was a hybrid song. I just thought, wow, this is good. This is great. Um, it was choreographed by Tony Testa, absolutely amazing choreographer um, from America who worked on Michael Jackson's This Is It tour. Uh, and he has credits with Janet Jackson, Kylie Minogue, Britney Spears, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Um, this experimental hybrid mashup um, of K-pop songs wasn't exactly something that was done at the time, right? And mm-hmm. SLM has tried to duplicate this effect with Super M's, was it one and... Yeah, Monster and Infinity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, I do think this whole hybrid idea mm-hmm. now is actually very common. They're not like telling us all the different songs that were involved, but now K-pop right. is full of songs with like these weird structures, multiple right. choruses, the verses never sound the same. And so like, I do think this was a, a big step in that direction of like, you don't need to follow this pop formula. Yeah. You can just kind of be weird about it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think this really made a big impact with that. Um, but yeah, I remember the hiatus well. I mean, it gave me a chance to catch up because that was right. just when I was getting into them. So I was like, right. okay, like I can just like see what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, this song fully delivered. I, th- I know the mm-hmm. anticipation was super high. Um, yeah. And this song has has since made it into a lot of like best boy band songs of all times list. Like I know it was in the latest Rolling Stone, um, yeah. just to name one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is such a cool track, again, with great choreography that really allowed them to just oh. like perform Yes. At their yes. best ability. Yeah. This song, this, this, everything about this song gets me in my feelings because literally my friend and I used to like, <laughs> oh, I'm curious throughout like, like the cafeteria when we were in college. <laughs> we used to literally, oh, oh, oh curious, like, <laughs> you know, just to be funny because it was, lit- it was something, not only was the, the dance really kinetic, I mean, there's the, the cannon when they roll out, when there's this. My favorite every- part. Yeah. Mm. Like there's literally so many different parts of this dance that is just iconic. And of course, I remember the teasers for this. Uh, it was like some weird, like psychedelic adult film. Like they had Taman sitting there with no shirt on <laughs> with this long weave and, and Minho looking like a broccoli headed, like I can't say the word right now, but it was just very, just, it did not fit what was going to be the same. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Like it had no type of like, Sherlock oh or you know yeah, like, mm-hmm. clue and note oh I know let's let's go to a <laughs> Woodstock you know yeah. um like honey it made no sense honey it made no sense and um I remember that there was this very delicious encore performance that lives on and if, if you were around on Tumblr at the time there was this gift set that was going around with Jung Hyun because he started like working out a lot more and he had opened his vest during one of the encore performances of girl I mean oh wow okay (laughs) I'll I'll just let you bask in that for a second um so the next single (laughs) that shiny released (laughs) um oh this song again another iconic song Mm -hmm. in February 2013 they released dream girl So this song was the first release from a two-part album called The Misconceptions of Us. And this first part of the album was titled The Misconceptions of You. And the themes and songs were, were, were showcasing the brighter pop side of Shiny. Mm-hmm. And this track was described by its producers as an acid electro-funk song. 
<laughs> very, very specific, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love this song. This is one of my top five shiny mm-hmm. songs for sure. The production is really, really well done. Yes. Layering. Very crisp. Yeah. Yes. Very, very crisp, and it's got mm-hmm. so much going on without sounding busy. Mm-hmm. And the chorus is so catchy. Yeah. And you know, from the beginnings of boy bands, you know, from the Motown days, we love boy bands doing anything with a microphone stand. <laughs> So Tony Testa, I believe, mm-hmm. did this one and killed it again. He did an amazing microphone stand choreo. Like this is like the coolest choreo. Yeah. yeah, honestly, honestly, when you have a group full of like, I guess, 15, 11 kids, um, you can't really have all of them do these microphone things, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess it sounds like I'm throwing shade, but like literally one of my favorite groups is 17 or like, or NCT, I like them or whatever. But there's something about having your little five members get a prop and dance with that prop. Because this song was so good, I'm joking. But because the song was actually really good, it won four times on So Champion. And due to that, rules were set in place to limit artists to only three wins on the show. Um, wow. Yeah, this... This is, <laughs> this song for them, I just, I remember watching the video and seeing Taman in these pencil pants. It was so weird. Very tight. But, but, but it fit the theme, I guess, with the video and the trampoline and blah, blah, blah. Like everything was just very surreal, um, very just dreamlike. And in typical shiny fashion, they switched it up again with Why So Serious. Released in April 2013, uh, Why So Serious is a funk rock dance track produced by Kenzie, written by Kenzie, just Kenzie, Kenzie, Kenzie. Mm-hmm. We love us some Kenzie. Um, it was a part of the second half of the Misconceptions of Us album, um, while the Misconceptions of Me was more focused on Eric's experimental sounds and lyrics. Um, unfortunately, Junghyun was unable to promote the track or even be in the video with the rest of the group due to a car accident mm-hmm. um and it was interesting because this was the first time we would see the dancing silhouette as only four um the song definitely gave me larger than life vibes in the beginning just because it's just so like you know it's loud and it's like rockish in the beginning um but i have to say it's not one of my favorite songs by them it's good but it, i just felt like it was kind of like oh this is a bombastic filler let's you know, put this out. Yeah, I think um, I love watching them perform it because they mm-hmm. always look like they're having the best time because I think the choreography right. looks really fun and I think it's yeah. probably fun to sing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, to listen to, it's not my favorite either. Right, right. But, you know, um, next, after a little brief break, they would release Everybody! So everybody is classified under the complexro genre, which I had never heard of before this, um, and was choreographed by Tony Testa again and mm-hmm. features some of the hardest choreography for the group. And it just showed, again, how impressive they are because they often sang it live on the music shows. Yeah. Yeah, this song was one of those, um, what the heck is this? What's happening? Um, I mean, I remember around the time the whole dubstep scene was kind of yep. 
okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think based off our new east experience <laughs> um I, I wasn't exactly like oh those stuff, i don't know how i feel about this yeah. but when i first heard the song i actually watched the video at first and i remember watching it and being just like blown away um the energy behind the song is just locomotive it just keeps going and going and going and even like after the first chorus there's this like video game kind of situation going on like there's not vocals as a post-chorus there's dancing as a post-chorus like a little cute little dance break um and everything about the video was like really spectacular like they were really selling this idea of like military militant kind of thing um and again going back to just them growing up into their their manhood taman's out here without a shirt Mm. you know um uh he's looking like epic as usual he just has like this edge he always brought this amazing edge to the group i mean tayman of course became a little bit more like comfortable and more like uh present with it but it's just something about each one of the guys' solo scenes they owned it it was really really interesting and the aqua pearl scenes were great just mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous but yeah, what were your thoughts about the song when you first heard it, like the video? Yeah, I was, I remember actually being a little disappointed the first time I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, it's, it's not, I mean, there's some amazing vocal moments in it, but it just, mm-hmm. it didn't, I don't know. It just wasn't something I loved listening to. Mm-hmm. But the second I saw the video and the performances, I was sold. Like this, I feel like this is one of those, you do need the whole package. Yeah. The, the visual package to fully appreciate Mm-hmm. what they were going for right um which I don't usually love you know I don't love when a song has to depend on 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 choreography or anything to yeah show its full quality but mm-hmm. in their case I'm biased so I'm fine with it uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honesty. Um, yeah but yeah honestly like yeah on tour and in the performances it's one of their best for sure. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, I'm a sucker because I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> it's probably one of like my favorite songs by them. And I think it, it, like you said, is due in part to how well they performed it. And even when they sang it, they, they sing it live when they're on music shows and in concerts. I'm like, oh, this is one of those songs where I will give you a lip sync and pass. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. I'm not complaining. Um, this wasn't their only single that they released though um they actually released another one called symptoms it was only released with a lyric video nothing you know too grandiose with mm-hmm. it uh it was quite nice i must say i uh, love this yeah. song i I, I feel like i was waiting for them to do like a more grown-up r&b sexy right. jam because because that was very present in the beginning and then it mm-hmm. kind of they got a bit more experimental and that kind of was lost a little bit uh, yeah. from these past few albums so to have them come back now as like older men and, and, yes. and, and kind of be able to emote a little differently I guess mm-hmm. you know just a little in a more mature way this song was perfect the vocals are amazing in the song mm-hmm. like they're they have more seasons vocals by this point you know like everyone's coming into their own you know mm-hmm. uh and I really do wish they would release uh, an R&B single I really do I mean I know EXO is kind of in charge of that and at this point EXO had already been established uh you know but mm-hmm. I really do wish there was a little something sexy because everyone was really getting into their own I mean a couple months later in August Taman finally released his debut album Ace mm-hmm. and then a couple months after in January Jung Hyun 
released bass, mm-hmm. which Taman accused him of plagiarizing the title. Um, <laughs> totally teasing. I love that. <laughs> totally teasing. But with these two, you know, solos, it was like, okay, wow, they can actually hold their own mm-hmm. without the group. I mean, Key was doing his own thing um, with Two Heart as well, uh, with the "Come on, girl, love is so delicious." I. It was not a fan of that song. I love Wu Hyun though. Um, yeah, I, I loved them as friends, but that song was not it. Uh, yeah, no, there. It's kind of awesome because very much kind of like the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear all their solo material, you can really hear where their individual influences are and their individual abilities are. And then when they come back together as a group, they're like even stronger when you when they've done that. So I kind of love that. Um, but yeah, their solo careers are also very extensive. So let us know if you want us to do videos on those because there's no way we can incorporate that into, into this. <laughs> right. Um, so right. yeah, so they were very busy. They were releasing solo material. They were still promoting in Japan and mm-hmm. releasing a ton of diff- completely different music in Japan. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in May 2015, they made a comeback with a song that I think most people will actually say is their best song, I think. And that is View. A single from their fourth album, Odd, View is a song that is produced by London Noise. If you don't know, you should know at this point. It's been a couple of years since they've been in the game. Uh, the group has mentioned that they felt the song and album set a new level and standard for the group, uh, which I, I agree. The song uh, for me encompassed the idea of them being colorful, shiny, but also maintaining the maturity of the newer shiny where they feel confident their voices are strong their dancing is really good um uh, fun fact there's a video um of music show staff watching the guys perform it in a control room and they're not mm-hmm. lip syncing they're singing live and into the mic and they're like whoa oh my gosh oh, which is true because they sounded really good and this definitely just reinforced the idea that they have some prob- some of the uh best vocals in k-pop and they have mm-hmm. the most stable vocals because they were pushing the vocals and still doing the dance. Um, What are your thoughts about this song? Yeah, I mean, as a big fan of British pop music, I was really excited when I heard they were working with these British producers and they were going for this like UK garage inspired, house inspired sound. Um, I love this song. I think it's it's such a cool vibe. Mm. Um, I love that the video is like kind of weird. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, I think the whole thing is just very, it's very timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's still, if it was released today, I still think it would work. Like I agree. It, yeah. I love how it's, it's kind of laid back in a way. Um, mm-hmm. The choreo is, is cute. Yeah. Um, the, so yeah. The, the shoulders exactly. and the hips. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this album was, was solid as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. I was really excited about this song and still remains also one of my favorite K-pop songs. Ever. yeah it's a yeah. good song it's a good song i mean it goes right along with um uh fx's four walls mm-hmm. for people who do not know the the groups actually switch songs so four walls was supposed to be a shiny track and then uh view was supposed to be an fx track mm-hmm. but i mean through kismet or whatever you want to call it they switched it and now they have this beautiful song added to their catalog mm-hmm. and i just want to shout out odd eye the the whew, boy as their b-side promotion delicious absolutely delicious there's gonna be a lot of fangirling from this side okay <laughs> um he had the eye patch oh 
Jung Hyun had the silver hair, Taemin's hair with the undercut because he was, you know, doing his little like, I'm a solo boy thing, you know? So everyone just looked really delicious for lack of yeah. a better word. And they sounded good, but there's just something about them doing dark and edgy that I always appreciate. Just want to say. Yeah. Shout out to Jung Hyun too, because I believe he did co-write Odd Eye and mm-hmm. View. So, so he was really showing his skills in every way. Yeah. Bling, bling. <laughs> but yeah, but speaking of them being able to kind of uh, do the whole edgy thing and be a little sexy. Uh, they are able to compl- combine the dark concept with some jovial um, aspects and some brighter kind of concepts, which is introduced in their next single, Married to the Music. So Married to the Music is a funky disco track. And the music video is really fun. This, I think this yeah. is probably my favorite music video of theirs because um, it's just weird. They all, first off, the styling is crazy. It almost feels like, the, like this really should have been released at Halloween, honestly. <laughs> but um, the choreo is really good. Um, and like they like lose random like body, body parts and stuff. Yeah. And there's like, oh, it's like it's such a weird video, but they sell it. Like they yeah. are fully committed yeah. and they totally sell it. Um, and yeah, this song is just super fun. Yeah, I do like this song. I think it was really fun. Um, and it was nice to kind of allow them to jump back into their playful side because it seems like they really enjoy these kind of like kooky concepts. Mm-hmm. And um, we enjoy them as fans as well. Um, but uh, of course, of course, they had to return to the uh, the thing that just makes them great, which is beats and awesome dance moves. And that came with 101. So One of One would be their fifth Korean album, and this track was inspired by 90s New Jack Swing. Uh, O'Neal was actually injured at the time and did not dance during certain scenes in the video, which again introduced this whole silhouette of only like four people. And I could remember very vividly watching it and being like, it's just counting over for some reason yeah. I just kept counting um I think they did a, a really uh, good job with the whole 90s thing um I think it was interesting watching the whole aesthetic of it all because I remember looking at like album covers with the 90s the big suits and things like that um but I will say that the styling team did a great job with this uh video because it is 90s aesthetic the whole R&B thing with the turtle mix and the blazers but it also kind of had like that k-pop appeal with mm-hmm. the video um being as simple as possible but it just had different girls in different color outfits and things like that um songs like this one and the songs featured on this album uh remind me of classic shiny it's colorful but this time it's more refined the palette is more just just Oh, tasteful. It's not just like, let's throw what we can find on here. Let's just find random tracks and rebuy the licenses and let's make original song for these guys and let it be great. You know? So I really did appreciate this album and um, the single. Yeah. I think they did an awesome job bringing the 90s sound into a more modern production. I think the whole balance of that is really, really well done. So props to the producers for that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I love 90s pop like the most. So I was really excited that they came back with this concept. And I love that it wasn't just the single, like it was the whole album that they really did actually explore different parts of like different genres that were prevalent in the nineties. I think that was awesome that they kind of delved, let them delve so deep into Mm -hmm. that as, as a theme and as an inspiration. Um, Yeah. 
also the routine again is super great for this one um yeah um and yeah i love the styling as well they, they were just like top of their game honestly yeah. like they just have just kept getting better and better like this whole time which is awesome i agree i agree and that's what kind of just makes it all just all the more like i don't know just nice to watch when it came out and even now it's like oh this is so good this yeah is so it's good. very it's very satisfying as a fan mm-hmm. when you're when the people that you like constantly try to better themselves and try yeah. new things because it's always sucks when like an artist that you really love releases something and it feels like they phoned it in or or they're yeah. trying too hard to keep up with the trends or anything you know like shiny have always been really good about just doing their own thing and it's yeah. like the 90s because at that point nine doing the whole retro thing wasn't a thing popular right there it is yes. now yeah. but it wasn't you know in 2016 so like for them to do that I mean they even released right. the album as a cassette no yes. one did that people are doing that again now but before like, you're right yeah. there was so for them to to be able to kind of be this innovative and just be like I don't care what the trend is right now like we want to do a 90s album you know right. like I think that's really awesome and that's what makes being a fan of theirs so fun because it's they are satisfying kind of just, yeah yeah Completely. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. So to follow the trend of the re-releases of these albums, they re-released the album with the song Tell Me What to Do in November 2016. So this song is a sentimental electro R&B track. Um, very different from kind of anything they'd released previous Mm. to this um so it was kind of interesting just to see them go a bit more emotional with the lead single right um and I loved the routine with like the ribbons and strings where they yeah ribbons I think um this isn't my absolute favorite song of theirs there are some real again some really good vocal moments from them Mm. um the the one thing that bothers me in this song, the flow of Minho's rap is like really <laughs> bizarre. Like it doesn't fit. <laughs> For me. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Between the SM between the SM style rap training and then probably his own personal kind of you know delivery. Sometimes SM Yeah. Y- y'all get my point. And if you don't, <laughs> and if you don't whoops I mean (laughs) (laughs) but no I agree it's not exactly my favorite song of theirs per se it's not my style like um the way it was written um I wish they would have maybe um allowed for another ballad or another kind of just sentimental track to be released but Mm -hmm. it's neither here nor there neither here nor there um but it would seem that um after that it seemed like tell me what to do is kind of little kind of not foreboding but things just did not seem to go in the right direction for the group. Uh, 2017 would probably be like the hardest year for Shiny. In August of 2017, Onu actually had a scandal where he was accused of sexual harassment while intoxicated. These charges were eventually dropped, but Onu took some time away um, and the group toured in Japan without him. Mm-hmm. Um, during this time, though, Taman released Moving and Move, and we all know about the whole move phenomenon yeah. in October. And it seemed like things were kind of on the mend in some kind of way. Um, but unfortunately, um, the year would not end without a tragedy. On December 18th, 2017, Jung Hyun passed away from an apparent suicide. A note describing his battles with depression and the pressures of fame were, were released to the public. And um, 
it was quite unfortunate because uh, if you know anything about SM or anything about K-pop groups, you know that K-pop groups don't last long. That's one. They don't. Some of them don't last past seven years. Some of them lose members. And SM has a terrible track record of retention. They cannot seem to keep a single member in a group. So Shiny kind of, like you said, being a fan and watching the group grow together for almost 10 years, it really was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like they've lasted so long. So um, the passing of Junghyun was actually very, very shocking and traumatic for a lot of people, not just like idols. Um, fan or not, I think you felt it. Yeah, I... I will never forget finding out about it because it was like kind of morning time for us. And I was like on my way to work. Uh, there was no way I could do any work that day. I was right. like in shock. I, I, I'm normally not too affected by celebrity deaths. It's just hard. Right. You know, we don't know them personally. Right. This is probably the most I've ever been affected by a celebrity death. Um, just because he, he was my favorite member, my favorite voice in the mm -hmm. group. And, you know, I had watched all the interviews and stuff. So I, I you know, I did right. feel a connection to him. Yeah. Um, and it really does, it does just make me really sad that he was suffering um, so much. I mean, even if you look back at some of the solo material, his lyrics mm -hmm. are, are are very sad, some of them, you yeah. know, and, and it's sad that no one saw that and, and was able to help him. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, I've definitely gone through all the stages of grief. And I, and now at this point, I'm just, I'm just very grateful that he has contributed what he has to shiny and, and, and to like K-pop in general. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Right, no, I know. I agree. Um, I took this a lot more personal than I had expected to. Um, like I said, like this whole time I've been talking, Oh my God, Jun -yun, Jun -yun, who's that guy? Mm -hmm. Who's that guy? You know, the whole time. So um, beyond like, just like, oh, I'm attracted to this one member. He sings really good. Um, just being an artist in general, like the content and the subject matter of what he was saying in his letter is beyond like understandable. Being an artist and dealing with my own kind of like, you know, imposter syndrome on occasion. Um, I know that feeling where you want things to, to go well. You want things to be good. You want to be seen as someone who is good who did their best. Um, but uh, I remember telling, <laughs> telling, I was at work actually, and I, I was so upset. And um, I actually asked to leave work early. <laughs> and I went to the city for the, I went to Manhattan rather for mm -hmm. um, the vigil. It was, I think I actually, I think you and I actually were like trying to link up at the time, but we just couldn't, I think we saw each other very briefly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I cry like a baby. Oh man. But uh, you know, um, I think out of everyone, involved um i think shiny of course was the most affected i mean uh, i felt very 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 sorry to them and after his death there was an open dialogue about the harsh and competitive nature of the entertainment business in korea as well as the negligence regarding mental health you know you, you will always remember where you were when it happened mm -hmm. for sure so mm -hmm. when they actually did decide to come back i i have to say i was really um surprised i mean it took a while but they did. Yeah, well, so they had a Japanese stadium tour scheduled, mm -hmm. I believe, in February. Right. Um, and there was kind of a lot of talk about whether they would go through with it. Mm -hmm. And they, the four members actually did do that tour um, and ended up being kind of a big just kind of dedication to Jonghyun. Right. Um, I am also very surprised that they continued after that, though, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I... I you could see how much they were hurting in that show. And I was like, oh, like, I don't, 
I feel like it's hard for them to sing these songs, you know, like they, some of the songs they had his vocals still there. Yeah. Some of the songs, obviously they covered his parts. Like, I don't know. Like I was like, can you even mentally handle that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess after many internal discussions and just going through the grieving period, they did decide to continue and celebrate their 10th anniversary as a group. Celebrate a decade of brilliance, Shiny decided to release their new single, Good Evening, in May 2018. This was the first EP of three that would combine to form the whole album, uh, The Story of Light. Good Evening is an R&B and house-influenced track that interpolates 112's Cupid and was co-written by Minho and Ki. Um, this song is really interesting to me because as a group, especially dealing with a tragic situation, um, like two, a year prior, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, I was expecting a ballad or something. And I'm so happy that they did not do that mm-hmm. um, because this was actually in a really sweet spot between a ballad and their usual dance tracks. Like they still were moving around. It still had, it still had um, um, kinetic energy, but it wasn't like, we're happy. We're, it wasn't dishonest. It felt really natural mm-hmm. um, as a progression. And even vocally, I think the the biggest thing that uh, people don't realize that even if Junghyun was not uh, a main vocal, there's still that adjustment period that groups need to have, right? You know, like, how do we sing the song without him here? How do we find this new blend? How do we decide how to distribute these lines? And I think that this song was like gorgeous and it was like a really peaceful send off. And also it was like a salutations and a greeting, like, hey, here we are and here we will stay. So I really did like this song. Yeah, it's like you said, it's interesting. There's definitely a mysteriousness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like a darkness to it without yeah. being too sad. Yeah. And so yeah, it's a very interesting line that they were that they were on for that. Um, I also think the way my favorite thing in this song is just the build of it, um, mm-hmm. which is emphasized by the choreography, which was done by Koharu Sugawara from Japan, who also did Taman's Move. Um, because mm. they start off not actually really doing much. They're in these chairs. Right. Um, it's a lot of just like melting and kind of like them just kind yeah, of the- like like tumble, <laughs> yeah. stumbling around each other. And then it ends with like mm-hmm. this insane hard-hitting choreography. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the song is really, really cool. The way they incorporated 112 into there, like whose idea was that? It was such a cool yes. idea. <laughs> when oh, I heard man. it, I was like, oh, is this what I think it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I love Cupid. Like that is yes. such a good song. So I love that we got this version of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really, really cool track. Um, mm-hmm. and definitely sits really well with the rest of their discography. Agreed, agreed. And right after they release I Want You in June. And I like this song because it kind of just, uh, it's like mature sweetness. I love when groups are able to retain romanticism and like cheeky, like, oh, he's so cute. And then he, you know, mm-hmm. without sounding too cheesy. Um, it was a fun tropical house track. And um, I think it was a nice little transition right after Good Evening because it's yes. not as not as somber not as you know serious but it's not too fun it was just right there in a sweet spot even in the video they were just having a little good old time so I really appreciated that 
I, I yeah, I think this song also really emphasizes how well they've done as uh, returning their sound as they've gotten older. Because sometimes you have these groups that they try to kind of keep their old sound, but like they're yeah. older, like it just doesn't work and it just doesn't feel right. Um, right. Throughout the trajectory of their career, they've done a really good job of like their songs matching where they are in life, I oh, think. Yeah. I think um, and this song, yeah, this song is, is fun, but it felt mature as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. So the final single was Our Page. This track was co-written by all four Shiny members and it is a mid-tempo track reflecting on Jung Hyun and the group's desire to continue together. Um, so yeah, this song is really beautiful. Um, if you if you don't speak Korean, I would recommend that you listen to it while reading the translation because some of these lyrics are really, really beautiful. Um, they like mentioned their debut date in there. There's a line about like five hands holding each other. I, I don't know. It's just super sentimental and, and it really helps with the experience of understanding kind of the song and what they were going for. I agree with you, if you couldn't tell by my sobbing over here. Uh, The video truly encompasses the group's individual charms and skills before coming together. If you have not seen the video, um, I would recommend just kind of watching it, um, just to kind of get an idea of who they are. I mean, you have Key dancing, Minho um, acting, Taemin's doing his little workout thing or what. I don't know why they had him working out. It was a little weird. But, you know, they had him doing his own thing. And Onu is in the studio. And toward the middle of the song they come back together and they're kind of just looking at each other just taking stock of what is in front of them and also um just reminiscing much like chris has mentioned um this song has element elements of everything that makes them them and even though it did not make a splash it really i think it's interesting because k-pop has a habit of pretending that people don't exist so mm-hmm. the fact that they were able to acknowledge him openly and still are able to do so, I really do appreciate. Yes. Um, I also want to take the opportunity. This album is really good. Mm. Um, every song on there is super quality. There's a song all day, all night. That's one of my favorite shiny songs at this point now. Um, <laughs> yeah, just some really, really cool track. They also included a song called Lock You Down, mm. which was which featured Jung Hyun's vocals as well. Um, so yeah, just a really, that was, it was great to get that much content from the group. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so they did actually release one more song, uh, to re-release the album. Mm-hmm. And so in September, 2018, they released Countless. So after such a busy 2018, Onu, Ki, and Minho all enlisted in the military for their mandatory service in 2019. And so they were, they disappeared from the public eye, obviously, and Taemin continued his solo activities um, and also his activities with K-pop supergroup Super M, <laughs> which we both got to see Taemin. Um, yeah. So yeah, at least he got that. Oh, um, so but we've yeah. been waiting for Shiny to come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they are now that Shiny's back. Shiny's back, shiny's back, shiny's back. Okay, okay, I'm gonna calm down, but Shiny is back today, finally. Oh my goodness, with their seventh album, Don't Call Me. <laughs> Do not call me. In this area, some of my beliefs become a fantasy, and 
some of my fantasies become a belief. I'm excited, super excited um, to listen to the album. And I know, uh, you know, they worked really hard. And right now, you know, it's perfect time, perfect time. I think they have repackaged themselves. It's still shiny, obviously, but this is a repackaged version of shiny. They are literally back. And I'm excited. Chris and I are really hype about this because <clears throat> they are literally the Avengers of K-pop for me. <laughs> They are. <laughs> they yes. are. They are. Yes. All right. So let us know if you guys want us to do like a full album review of the seventh mm-hmm. album. Yeah. yeah, of course. But that concludes our 101. Class is dismissed. What an amazing <laughs> discography. Agreed. All right. So just to remind you guys, we did make a playlist for you guys to follow along with. We included mm-hmm. all the singles, but we also included some of our favorite tracks from their discography. Um, again, we did just focus on the Korean discography um, for this, but they have some awesome Japanese tracks also. Mm-hmm. But um, one highlight from the discography for me um, is a song from the One of One album, and it's called Feel Good. Okay. It's, it's, it's retro. It's again, kind of like one of one. It's retro with modern production, but there's some interesting moments in the production and in the vocals. And mm-hmm. there's a very sexy delivery to it. And I love the dance routine. It's just like a lot. Again, you know, I love body rolls. So like yes. it's, it's, that whole routine is really good. Yeah. <laughs> You're synonymous with the body roll uh, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but yeah, I also agree with you. My pick from the one of one album is a prism. I don't know. Something about it is just really enjoyable. And I do believe one of the members actually picked it as one of his favorites um, during their shiny picks uh, promotions mm. uh, during the during the 101 era. Uh, it has like the UK garage sound, which I really love. And I recommend it for uh, to anyone who wants to get into them. So kind of, you know, you can do you can start from the beginning. You can start from the end. Honestly, the discography is so strong. There's any point in time you could start, you, you would find something that you would love. I guarantee it. <laughs> yes. I also highly recommend watching one of their concerts, if not all their concerts. I have seen oh. them all multiple, multiple times, and I could keep just watching them all the time. Like all their shows are, are absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would advise watching. What, wait, what's, what concert was it when they were uh, uh, making fun of Junghyun's Excuse Me, Miss? Uh, Shiny World 4. Yeah, I recommend that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good with numbers, but um, I recommend that one because... Excuse me, If you don't know, if you don't know that, um, even if you're a new, if you're a new fan, I recommend starting there because these guys had ultimate chemistry. And mm-hmm. usually during our videos, we kind of have like a little moment where we talk about our appreciation of the groups or the singer that we really like. Um, but I just want to say that uh, out of every group I've seen um, in my little 12 years of K-popping, they had the best, they have, excuse me, some of the best chemistry. They mm-hmm. have some of the best growth um, dance-wise, vocal-wise. Everyone has a place um, and they all have distinct voices. Um, like I said, they are literally the Avengers. You have Taman, whose dancing skills and vocals have gotten so much better. Key always brought that little edge and that sass. Uh, Junghyun's voice was absolutely amazing for the time. Minho, as Chris mentioned, consistent, handsome as hell. 
talented and <laughs> talented and he does have charisma and then mm-hmm. you have onu who sometimes fall by the wayside because people don't think oh you know he doesn't have a solo thing it's not this man sings opera okay this man can this man has vocals that i don't know he 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 can sustain some notes okay his breath control is out of this world yeah. great vocal talented. tone as well exactly yeah. we constantly compare no offense to anybody but we constantly compare a lot of vocalists who have a very high nasally vocalist to Onu. Like we need an Onu here. We need some kind of husk. We need some soul mm-hmm. and Onu has it. And um, even with all the things that they've been through, uh, honestly, I can only see them going up from here. And I really do hope that they, um, I guess I want them to stay together, obviously, but I'm not sure if I want them to stay with SM or just kind of do their own shiny thing. Um, I don't know, but I, I really feel like they are in a better place. And um, because they've been able to grieve properly, they are going to be just fine. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Leave us some comments and hit us up on our social media accounts at CCTV Pops. Let us know what you think of Shiny and who else you'd like us to feature on this 101 series. Please give us a like, subscribe to our channel, and hit that notification bell so you know when we release our next video. Don't forget to check out our Shiny playlist on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Until next time, <laughs> that's Jan. That's Chris. And we are CCTV. Bye. Bye. <laughs>